Well, hey, how are you? How are you doing today? Certainly hope you're doing well. I'm feeling much better today than I was yesterday. And that says a lot because yesterday was not a good day for me. It happens sometimes. The medication works wonders when it works great, and sometimes it just doesn't. Could be due to fatigue, allergies, who knows? We're still trying to figure out and map the human brain, and we're, we're nowhere near close to getting it figured, so I'll just continue on the path that keeps me moving forward. Even the bad days are better than no days, but yesterday was rough. But that's okay, because I got through it, and here is another day. And last night, I had the privilege to attend the Ottawa Jazz Fest. And in doing so, I got to see some jazz heroes last night. 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Holly Cole and the Holly Cole Trio took to the stage, put on a banger of a show. She hasn't lost a step at all. Her voice is just as fresh and soothing as it was the first time I heard it some 30-plus years ago. Of course, the following act, who actually started 30 minutes early, which was kind of cool, Charles Lloyd Quartet, featuring guitarist, legendary jazz guitarist extraordinaire Bill Frizzle. I will be featuring a Charles Lloyd uh, composition today from his album Tone Poem, but let's start off the day with something from Stan Kenton. This is Songs and Stories, Supplemental Jazz Edition, Part 63. And we're going to kick it off. Oh, <laughs> 
from a recording that was, uh, well, we, I don't have the exact date on when it was recorded, sometime between 1955 and 1959. See, the thing is, it, it's, it was from the um, album Rarities, released in 2009, some 30 years after Stan had passed away. So the exact date on when it was recorded is in question. But it was found in the archives at Columbia Music, and uh, one of the archivists there decided, well, let's just put a record together, shall we? And thus, we have Tangerine. Not quite the same as the one from Led Zeppelin, but still, a great song. <laughs> now, Stan originally hailed from uh, Wichita, 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 Kansas. <laughs> Uh, he was born in 1911. He passed away in 1979. But he had spent uh, most of his life living in the um, Los Angeles suburb of Bell, California. And the man, he, he, he was known amongst his friends as Old Man Jazz. And as I understand it, he, uh, well, he was quite the individual, <laughs> to say the least. He did enjoy, um, he did enjoy spirits. And as a result, it, it, did, uh, it did hamper his uh, physical uh, life as he, he, um, he was prone to a lot of accidents because he was intoxicated a large amount of the time in the later portion of his uh, life. He did live to be 67, so still relatively young, but, you know, he had uh, suffered a stroke in 1979 and, and passed away some eight, year, eight, year, eight days later, which... I would think for a pianist that was probably for the best because really if if um you suffer a stroke and you don't get your movement back as a pianist your your life is effectively over. Yeah, I know that sounds sad but if you can't do what you've always done something that you you live and love to do why would you want to continue? That's my take. Maybe you, maybe you have a different difference of opinion on that. Everybody thinks differently when it comes to that. Stan was uh, quite the individual, like I said earlier. He um, he was a pianist, a composer, a ranger, band leader, and he led uh, um, innovative and influential jazz orchestra for almost four decades. He was also a pioneer in, in the field of jazz education when he started the um, Stan Kenton Jazz Camp in 1959 at Indiana University. Style was known as progressive jazz, West Coast jazz, swing, and orchestral jazz. He also had a number of pop hits uh, throughout the 1940s and well into the 1960s, so it wasn't just the jazz milieu for him, but at the end of the day, he was a jazz man. Okay, I'm going to move it along now, if you don't mind. I think it's time to to step into something a little bit different. And uh, this next track is from uh, John Lewis, not the former U.S. late politician John Lewis, but the jazz man John Lewis. This is from the album wonderful, The Wonderful World of Jazz. This is An Afternoon in Paris.
album, The Wonderful World of Jazz. That's John Lewis, the late, great John Lewis, pianist extraordinaire. From the album, uh, recorded in July 29th, September 8th, and September 9th of 1960, released in 1961. That is a, an original composition by John Lewis and has become a jazz standard since. I'm sure you've heard Afternoon in Paris, multiple interpretations of it thereof. Of course, John Lewis uh, passed away in 2001 at the age of 80, so he, he did have a long and successful career, although, to be quite honest with you, I don't, I don't see 80 as old anymore, probably because, you know, it's only about 26 years away from me, and my father turns 81 this year, so I don't see it as old anymore, but hey, that's me. Maybe you see it differently. Nevertheless, Mr. Uh, John Lewis, originally born in Lagrange, Illinois, or for my American friends, Lagrange. Je parle un petit peu français, c'est parce que quand 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 je parle l'amour français, you know, I'm going to say it in French. Anyway, um, yeah, he, he um, I guess his parents divorced when he was quite young. His mother, who was a a trained singer moved to Albuquerque, New Mexico, when he was two months old. And unfortunately, she died when he was only four, so he was later raised by his grandmother and great-grandmother. I guess he started learning classical music on the piano at the age of seven. And his whole family was musical, and they, they had a band, so he, uh, he was allowed to play whenever he wanted, which, you know, helped him to grow and expand and learn. He was a copyist for uh, Charlie Parker at, the, at one point in time, early in Parker's career. was featured on a number of recordings, specifically uh, Parker's Mood, recorded in 1948. Now, the, uh, the album, or I guess the, the, the Wonderful World of Jazz, which I said uh, it was rated four and a half stars at the time, and, and uh, it hasn't slipped in its rating uh, at all over, over the years, uh, as we're looking at minus, my goodness gracious, it's uh, 61 years since it was released, 62 years since it was recorded, well, completed, I guess, 62 in, uh, in September of this year. And it's, uh, it's not slipped at all. It's, um, if anything, it has actually grown as a um, revered, respected, and loved album from the late, great John Lewis, a man who had a magnificent career. His style and influence is still being felt today. If, if you play piano, you've definitely been touched on. Um, I guess in the early 1980s, his influence came from uh, uh, pian pianists, <laughs> pianists, referring to my notes here, and sometimes I stumble over words. Pianists, a pianist that he enjoyed listening to, um, Mr. Art Tatum, Hank Jones, and my favorite jazz artist of all time, the late, great, little Burgundy-born and bred from Montreal, Quebec, Oscar Peterson. Okay, I'm going to move this along, and um, I'm going to play a recording from um, the album uh, West Coast Live. This is for, uh, featuring uh, Chet Baker and Stan Getz. This is Darn That Dream. Mm-hmm. 
Recorded in uh, on two different dates, June twelfth, nineteen fifty-three, and the composition you just heard, recorded on August seventeenth, nineteen fifty-four, was released on the album, as I said earlier, West Coast Live. It's from the performance series. Now the record wasn't released until nineteen ninety-seven, so it sat in limbo for a very long time. Why I don't know, but that's just sometimes how the music business goes. Of this, uh, Lindsay Planner of All Music stated, uh, for two men who purportedly would rather not be in the same room at the same time, Baker and Getz are able to create some legitimately brilliant improvisation. Well, I, I can't argue with that. Now, that composition, Darn That Dream, was originally re- uh, recorded, or published, sorry, in 1939, and it ranked at uh, number one on the Billboard Music Charts in 1940 when the recording was uh, released by Benny Goodman with an arrangement by Eddie Sauter. And there were uh, actual lyrics to the song uh, performed by Millard Bailey in 1940. Now, the song has been recorded by a number of artists, uh, Stan Kenton, Thelonious Monk, Patti Page, Dinah Washington, Sarah Vaughan, Ella Fitzgerald, Doris Day, Miles Davis from his Birth of the Cool album in 1950, and Tony Bennett from his album Cloud Seven in 1955. So that composition has definitely had a who's who recording it and re- reinterpreting it for their own satisfaction, I guess. <laughs> so of course, Chet Baker who passed away in 1988 at the age of 58, so he's only four years older than I will be in just a couple of days. Yeah, my birthday is coming up. It's in uh, very early July. Not that anybody cares. It's not really at my age. It's just, hey, I'm alive still. That's cool. That's all that really matters. But uh, Stan Getz, um, who was notorious for his horrible heroin habit, which took a, a lot of years away from him, got him into a lot of trouble. He was in and out of jail for a number of years throughout the 60s and 70s, and he, he got clean and sober, thankfully. But um, we're not sure what exactly happened when he uh, 
he died. He was, um... His death was ruled an accident. He fell out of a, a window on the second floor of his hotel in uh, Prince Heydrich, Amsterdam, um, with serious head wounds. Uh, heroin and cocaine were found in his room and in his body, so we, we don't know exactly what the case was. Maybe he knew something we didn't. Uh, there's a lot of... a lot of strange things uh, around his death. One of the... Um, one of the stories is that he had uh, accidentally locked himself out of his room and, and uh, fell while attempting to cross from uh, balcony to balcony from the room adjacent to his. There is a plaque outside of, his hotel, where, uh, outside of the hotel in his memory that you can go and see if you ever happen to make it to Amsterdam. He was married three times, so he did have a few children. He was... Uh, well, I don't know if you're familiar with Chet Baker, but to say, suffice to say that when he was a young man, he was ridiculously photogenic, as he had a uh, spectacular jawline. He, he once was described as uh, a mix between uh, James Dean, Frank Sinatra, and Bix. Bix, Leon Bismarck Biederbeck, who uh, was a cornetist, pianist, and composer. He was... Uh, Quite the player. Unfortunately, he uh, he lost some of his talent uh, uh, over time for due to his drug use and, and some of the fights that he got into, which uh, left him uh, hampered because he could not perform uh, or, or form the embouchure, which is to, uh, uh, the way you purse your lips or parse your lips to blow into the trumpet. Of course, Stanley Getz, Stan Getz, the great Stan Getz, jazz saxophonist, uh, tenor saxophonist primarily, passed away in 1991 at the age of 64, originally from Malibu, California, known for cool jazz, bossa nova, and bebop. As I said, they were not friends, but they did record together a number of times. Stan was kind of a difficult guy to get along with. He was a great player, but um, kind of demanded perfection from everybody. Anyway. <laughs> Shall we move it along? I think we shall. I'm going to play you a composition now from the album Tone Poem from uh, Charles Lloyd and the Marvels. I did get to see them perform last night, and it was uh, it was a spectacular performance. If you ever get the chance to see uh, Sir Charles live, I gave him that name. That's not a, an actual thing that exists. I just made it up on the spot. Go and see him if you ever have the opportunity. He, uh, he really does put on a hell of a show, and his band is something spectacular. And, of course, he had Bill Frizzle playing with him, the uh, legendary jazz guitarist. It's from the album, like I said, Tone Poem. This is Monk's Mood. <laughs> Mm-hmm. 
Oh, <laughs> 
Thank you. 
2021, right after his 83rd birthday, <laughs> Charles Lloyd, primarily tenor sax, but he does play the flute throughout the evening as he did last night. That's from the album Tone Poem, as I stated earlier. He um, quite the interesting character, and what a player, my goodness gracious. For a man who's 84 years of age, you wouldn't know it because he plays with the enthusiasm of a 20-year-old. Absolutely loves Loves to play. Great composer, great artist. And the music, he's still got tons of it. I mean, since 20, uh, let's see, since 2010, he has released one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine full length albums. Since 2010. Pretty incredible for somebody well into their 80s, I think. That's, of course, with his band, The Marvels. Tone poem being, well, just an all-out great record, <laughs> featuring um, on that record uh, Bill Frizzle, who was uh, accompanying him last night, along with pedal steel guitarist Greg Lease, who was not uh, present last night, bassist Ruben Rogers and drummick, drummick, drummer Eric Harland, who put on a few um, drum solos last night. It was, uh, it was quite the uh, quite the program, quite the show, I, I'm not going to lie. And I was pleased that he started early, uh, only because I was pretty tired and it had been a rough day for me. And There were times throughout the evening when I was ready to leave, not because I was bored or anything, but because the old mental health wasn't operating. But by the end of the evening, taking some breathing exercises and just enjoying the music, I was feeling much better. So uh, thank you, Mr. Charles Lloyd, for... Uh, Last night's entertainment and the uh, peace that it brought me. Of course, he's been active since 1959, which is, wow, that's <laughs> over 60 years, 63 years this year. And he's played with, well, B.B. King, George Coleman, Billy Holiday, Duke Ellington, Charlie Parker, basically a who's who. Coleman Hawkins, Lester Young. It, he's played with everybody throughout his career. Absolutely um, influential. And he's, he's quite the flautist, too, as he did don the flute a few times last night. And uh, oh, the, just the breathy tones that comes out of it really does make it for some spectacular entertainment. Of course, Bill Frizzle, um, he's no slouch at the age of 71. He just turned 71, matter of fact, in uh, March, March of this year. He's been on the scene for a very long time and is one of the most revered players since 1982. He's been active on the scene, so he's in his 40th year as a live performer and recorder, for that matter. He also plays a little bit of everything. He's uh, jazz, jazz fusion, folk jazz, Americana, and classical. An absolute legend, and put on a clinic last night, believe me. The man is skilled. Okay, I realize I'm babbling a bit here. It's uh, a longer show than normal, just due to the fact that um, some of the compositions I chose today are, are lengthy. That's okay, we're well past the hour mark now, and I still have one more show, uh, one more composition for you. 
This is um, from the album, uh, the remastered album in 2008, from the uh, remastered album, ah, boy, Paul, get it out, Evolution. This is The Coaster from, I hope I say this name correctly, I'm probably going to screw it up, uh, Gretchen Monser III. This is The Coaster. Thank you. 
Coaster from the album Evolution from Gretchen Monser III, recorded at the Van Gelder Studios in Englewood Cliffs, New Jersey, on November 23, 1963, released in April of 1964, described as avant-garde jazz. Those were all original compositions by uh, Gretchen. Gretchen, I, I, I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly. I honestly don't know. I suppose I could put it in the Googler and get the translation, but or pronunciation, I should say. <laughs> Can't translate something that's actually written in English. To English, I suppose I could do it to another language, but that wouldn't even make sense now, would it? Unfortunately, he recently passed away. Um, just uh, June 3rd of this year, at the age of 85, died of cardiac arrest on his birthday at his home in Newark, New Jersey. He did make it to 85, though, so I guess there, there is that. Sad. He had a long career, and that, um, that was his first album as a band leader, Evolution. Uh, it was on the Blue Note label. It still is on the Blue Note label, technically speaking, because that is who you can find it from today. Produced by Alfred Lyon, the, the gentleman who founded the, uh, the label. Of course, that featured uh, Lee Morgan on the trumpet, the great Jackie McLean on alto sax, Bobby Hutcherson on the vibes, Bob Crenshaw on the double bass, and Tony Williams on the drums. And of course, Mr. Monser, Moncur III, Gretchen Moncur III, a trombonist. Great record. Um, if you get a chance, sit and listen to the entire album from start to finish. It, it really is a great record. Highly rated, uh, four and a half stars from all music, four stars from uh, Penguin Guide to Jazz Recordings. An invigorating and intellectually satisfying set. The whole record has a dark, mysterioso quality that the lowering trombone sound strongly accentuates. That, of course, was from the authors of the uh, Penguin Guide to Jazz. Uh, Steve, Steve Huey, all music uh, critics, stated... With such an inventive debut, it's a shame he didn't record more as a leader. It makes evolution an even more important item for fans of his avant-garde style to track down. I think it's a great record. And as I said, he, uh, he was uh, quite the player. He, uh, he studied under Dizzy Gillespie. And, uh, well, not much to say there. He worked with Jackie McLean, Sonny Rollins, Benny Golson, Herbie Hancock, Wayne Shorter, a who's who of jazz. Absolutely a, a monster of the milieu. Okay. I know the show should normally end at this time, and, and ordinarily it would, because, you know, I've, I'm, I'm well past the one-hour mark, and I have given you five songs, but because I was lucky enough to see her perform live last night, and I'd been waiting a long time to do so, I'm going to play a composition from the album Don't Smoke in Bed, recorded in 1993. This is Holly Cole and the Holly Cole Trio with Every Day Will Be Like a Holiday. Now he's been gone such a long time Ever since he's been gone he's been on my mind I got a letter today, just about noon Said don't worry baby, 
Holly Cole and the Holly Cole Trio from the album Don't Smoke in Bed, released in 1993. It was her third full-length studio album, um, and I think, uh, don't get me wrong, but it may very well have been her most successful up to that time. Uh, she did have a, a massive hit with her... Um, interpretation of the Johnny Nash song, I Can See Clearly Now, which I have featured in the past on this show. Sorry, I just need to adjust something here. There we go. Sometimes I um, I have difficulty seeing what I've put on the screen because I've got multiple screens in front of me when I do this show, and uh, if I don't move things around sometimes, it's just hard to see, and I have to lean away from the mic, and the sound quality suffers, and I don't want any of that. Holly has put out a couple of records in the last few years. In, in 2018, she released an album titled Holly. And in 2020, she released an album titled Montreal, which was a live recording from the city of Montreal, of course. Uh, I, have, I have heard that record. And last night, after she had uh, finished performing, she did, uh, she did go to the merch tent where you could um, purchase an item and, and receive an autograph and have a couple of minutes to chat with her. Unfortunately, I was in no position to purchase any items because right now I'm concentrating on spending my remaining budget on food until payday, which is just a few days away. So I did not have the uh, funds to purchase uh, one of her albums to sign it. But, you know, life goes on. I did get to see her perform live. And really, at the end of the day, that's the most important factor. Memories are worth a lot more to me than little trinkets, eh? Anyway... We have reached the end of today's show, and uh, you got an extra 22 minutes and change. So, you know, all this free stuff with more free stuff on top of it. <laughs> Wherever you are in this world enjoying this program, I hope you have a wonderful day. And I'll talk to you soon. You take care. Bye. <laughs>